0: Hi, you are listening to the Harder to Kill podcast. I'm your host, Coach Shannon. I'm going to go ahead and have Kyle jump in with me to talk about our events and announcements. So first thing that is coming up is the random partner competition that is live for sign up. We actually do have a bunch of people signed up, but the sooner we can get people committed, the sooner Kyle can figure out what the workouts are and get planning going. And so uh, we had someone ask today, which is Friday, the fifth, fourth, fourth, <laughs> Friday the fourth. Um, when's the last day to sign up? Do you have a last day to sign up? I mean, technically, you do. Yeah, definitely. Like, what is it?
1: It can't be after next Saturday.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So the event is the twelfth.
1: Yes, next Saturday. Yes, the twelfth, or it'll be this coming Saturday when you listen to this. Yes. Um. Yeah. Probably try to be signed up by like Tuesday. Okay. The
0: So basically whatever. what are you waiting for?
1: Yeah, like
0: Even if you li- listen to this after Tuesday, just like sign up right away. Like, get signed <laughs> up, people.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's
0: just a, it's a Saturday workout with a random friend. Like it's going to yeah. be fine.
1: There's nothing to think about. If you're busy or out of town, you probably fine. won't be able to make it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're just not doing it because of other reasons that are dumb, don't be dumb. Yeah. Sign it'll up for be it. Fine. Uh, and if, we, if you, at the, at the end of the day, if you say, if you think, Hey, I wish I hadn't done that, then come tell me that.
0: Okay. Yeah. To my
1: face. I'll be like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool.
0: So that's happening at 9am is the start. So yeah. get here at like 830. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So get here at like 830. So we have time to draw the names and get the briefings and a warm up and all that stuff in. And then we'll get our first workout going around like nine, nine 15 ish. Yep. That's and the then plan. we're having tacos, right? Yep. Okay, cool. And so then if you come and hang out and do the event, the competition, the workouts, you can have tacos. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You have have to, you have to have a a punch uh, pass. And when you get done with the workout, I'll punch it and that'll be good for one. And if you want three tacos, (laughs) yeah, you have to do three workouts to get three tacos.
0: Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is our charity event that we're doing in December. I feel like you have more details for that than I do. Mm -hmm. It is December 10th. Yes. How, what do you want to say about it?
1: I didn't know we were talking about this, so I could have pulled up my notes notes on it. But anyway, no, we're going to do a Saturday morning charity event, uh, Saturday, December 10th
0: from eight to 10 from
1: eight to 10 is what it is listed as. So not a super long, crazy thing. It'll be kind of just like an extended Saturday. We actually have a couple of
0: heats. So your particular part will be about 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. I think it's a 27 minute clock for the workout we're going to do. Okay. Um, it is going to all proceeds are going to go to the youth sports foundation here locally in Muscatine. That's a local charity or a local, I don't say charity, but a local, um, organization that mm-hmm. organizes youth sports yeah. and basically all that money that we raise, will go to, um, helping them supply equipment in general. And then I think specifically like it's scholarships, like, yeah, scholarships or- and sponsorships for uh, kids that aren't able to afford the equipment to play their sports. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that is what it's for. Um, it's gonna be a team of four workout that's gonna be all machine based. So it's gonna be uh rowing, running, biking. Yep. And that'll be in a team of four. Mm-hmm. Uh we can release what the workout is specifically. Um if you want, this is where my notes would be handy. Yeah.
0: So we're looking to bring in community members, um, yeah. friends of members. Right. So So the goal,
1: the goal here isn't for just everyone just to partner up with all of their favorite friends in the gym or whatever, but get some people involved from outside of the gym, bring in some family members, bring in some friends. Um, The workout's going to be very beginner friendly and it's set up in a way so that you can work as a team, but at no point are you going to have to like keep up with somebody. It's going to be work at your own pace.
0: Everything's at your own pace. Everything is very doable for you can have
1: a very mismatched team as far as fitness levels go. You'd be completely fine.
0: Yeah. So the goal would be to, yeah, bring in outside member or members of the community to help support the foundation.
1: Members of the community, not just members of the gym. We would just want this to be a, first of all, we want a a good turnout and Mm -hmm. raise as much money as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just, yeah, exposure to the gym and get people in. So we're going to run. We do.
0: So since we have a limited amount of sh- uh, machines, we are going to run two heats of that. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to accommodate quite a lot of people.
1: 64 people, 64 I believe. 64 people. Which, I mean, I would. we could probably do another heat if needed, if we got more than that. Yeah, but that's, I, true. I think that's, that's true. I think that's, I think that's a good place to start, is if we could get 64 people, I'd be yeah. really happy with that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And there will be an, an entry fee for that.
1: Yep, yep. So we have $25. Yeah, so we're going to have two adult heats, which we're saying anyone over 12. 12 years old and older will go into the adult heats. Yeah. Um, and there'll be a heat at eight 30 and a heat at nine 30. Each heat will be a 27 minute workout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a $25 dollar sign-up fee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how are we saying that? If you want to sign up, you won't actually sign up as a team. You will sign up individually. If mm-hmm. you want to participate In this, as a team, you just need to make sure that you and your three teammates sign up for the same heat. Yeah. And then you'll get a lane together.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And then in between the heats, we're going to do a kid event. Yep. Kid sign up
1: is $5 and we're going to do ages... Three on the oh, spot, three, three to seven, three to seven, and like eight to, eight of, and eight eight to, to 11. 11 yeah, like that, so there'll yeah. be a three to seven and an eight to an 11 age division for just a super
0: fun, basic, yep, thing super for the
1: simple kids. kids event. Um, be kind of like the stuff that we do for the, the younger kids on Saturdays, but just a little more organized and mm-hmm. it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, when are you gonna put like sign up for that live?
1: It actually is already in. Oh, the it's push, already live. Yeah, it's live okay. in the push press app. So people that are maybe looking at the events have seen it and been mm-hmm. like, "What's this?" I think mm-hmm. we're calling it "Calories for Kids." Oh yeah, because it starts. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's phonetic. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is live. You can sign up for that. Um, okay, like cool. I said, make sure that you sign up for the right heat if you're wanting to do it with a specific group of people.
0: Yeah. Because there is, there will be a limit, a cap on yeah. how many people. And can I will have up.
1: a public sign up live soon. Obviously you need our app to be able to sign up for it right now, but we'll get, oh, we'll, get okay. the, we'll get the links out for everybody.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. So yeah, we need some sort of link that if people anybody want to add use, outside yep. people on the team. Okay, cool. Yeah. And in that link, we'll have the waiver that they sign. They'll be able to pay their sign up fee, like all that stuff. It'll be super easy Correct. for anybody yep. outside that wants to do it. Yep. Okay. That's cool. Um, there was one more thing you just recently put out about our, what do you call those? Add-ons. I had somebody amenities. ask me about them. Okay. Yeah. Your amenities. So you had said the person had asked and I did not double check. So I'm going to ask you since you're right here. Oh, cool. You had said something about email, Kyle, but is that if you had questions? Cause no, that's if, a
1: sign up. The only way that you So you
0: can't sign up on the app, even though it looks like you can,
1: I should get rid of it because I don't want you just to buy it online because then I might miss it.
0: Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? How do you miss it? Um, Oh, to like add them to to the 24 hour. To add them to the 24 hour, yeah. Okay, got it. So, what if you're a person, because this particular person probably already bought it on the app, you want them to email you? Yes. To make sure that they get added to the 24 hour access list. Correct, correct. Got it. Okay, so it's 24 hour access and it's the sauna. And you have the option to buy one or the other or both. Yep. You have the option to pay every four weeks or you can just pay for the year. Yep. And you obviously get a price break if you want to pay for the year. Correct and you also get a price break if you want to bundle. Correct. Okay, sounds good.
1: Yes. If you if you're somebody who frequently uses the 24-hour access or, you know,
0: wants to or, or
1: wants to, like it's a really good deal and it's only yeah. available until Monday. Limited. Limited time only.
0: Wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up then. If you didn't if you already listened to this and it's past Monday, will you extend it another week?
1: I'll extend it one more day.
0: Okay. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Well, yeah. email Kyle.
1: It's a really good deal, so get on it.
0: Email Kyle. There's email not a Kyle. Li-
1: there's not a limited amount of spots. There's just a limited amount of time to take action.
0: Okay, so email Kyle at warriorcfm.com.
1: Yep, and say hey, I want that.
0: And he checks his email once a day.
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much.
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So the main thing that we want to talk about today is our training. Um, we have, is it four, did we decide we have four weeks left?
1: We, well, we have three weeks of training and then One kind of a transition. D-load week.
0: Load yeah. transition. So are you not going to test? We're not going to do like a heavy set tests or like retests or anything like that. There'll be some, there'll be some retesting. Okay. So we'll retest on the last week of the block. So there is four more weeks still, uh,
1: but it'll be the way that we always do our tests is it's not framed as a test. It'll be framed as like a heavy triple Yeah. because inevitably when you put out, Hey, build to a three rep max, you are now setting an expectation in people's heads that they need to go for a new three rep max. And if it's not feeling good that day, Like that's why we use RPE. It's going to be, we're going to build to an RPE 10 out of 10. And maybe that is not a new three rep max for you.
0: Maybe you should say nine to 10.
1: Yeah. Nine to 10.
0: Just because like, there's definitely people not interested in doing a 10 out of 10. (laughs)
1: Yeah, That's my point is just. Yeah. When you say, Hey, we're going to, it's max out week. We're going to build to a three rep max. It's like now immediately in your head. is just like, it feels like you're expected to do that. Yeah. And
0: you're not. Yeah. But if you are are feeling good. And, you know, I think what people found with our last heavy week that mm-hmm. we did, they kind of hit PRs without, not I don't want to say without realizing it, but without it feeling like it was a max
1: Right. Out. Which we, that is, that is That's the, goal. the goal. That's yeah. literally the goal is that your numbers continuously go up over time without you needing to snort smelling salts and have <laughs> somebody slap you on the back. And and scream in your and face. Scream in and your and face. Smack yeah. You. It's just like, hey, I'm feeling good today. I might put ten more pounds on the bar and that would actually be a three rep PR. And it's like you do it and you're like, man, I had one more. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's where you want to live your life.
0: Feels awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we do we are one week into kind of some changes that we've made. So maybe we should go over those into depth. I tried to a little bit when I was coaching, but at the same time, I don't really wanna give a TED talk. St- I don't really wanna give a TED talk because nobody listens anything listens. I say yeah. past 30 seconds tops. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. This, they're like, we get it. We're going to squat. Let's. I try
0: so hard to stay within like within the realm of things that you can, you can digest that you can hear and digest in the moment. So one thing that we've changed is the squat days and no. the focus. Squat About days have stayed the same. Okay. So the focus of the squat, what has changed? I what has changed? We,
1: so we moved our...
0: <laughs> Even though I've done a full week of it and I already yeah.
1: know. <laughs> we moved our speed work <laughs> to Monday.
0: Okay. So you did change days.
1: Mm, squat day still Monday. Okay. Yeah. I knew what you meant though. Um, so we moved our speed day to Monday, 10 by three back squat, that. focusing on that speed. And then we have dropped some reps on the front squat to be able to push the weights up a little bit more. And okay. then Fridays have gone to um, kind of a split in the middle. We have Five by three speed and then uh, six by two front squat Mm -hmm. a little bit heavier. Um, but that will, it, that kind of, it changes. We'll do this exact same thing again, two weeks from now. I forget what next week is next week's very similar, but anyway, it's just slightly changing some stuff up with the squatting to keep it fresh, keep it interesting. And specifically on the front squat, allow you to start pushing the weight up a little bit
0: more. Do you think I was thinking about this today? Do you think that people, or at least some people don't really understand what you mean for like a speed focus? Like, do you think that
1: Oh, I'm sure somebody doesn't understand, but they should ask. They should be like, Hey, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah. So like when I'm squatting for speed, like I really purposely like fire up my glutes and like hamstrings. And I really try to be fast with yeah, it.
1: Really what you should be doing is when you're coming out of the bottom of the squat, you should be trying to move that bar at 100% effort, the fastest you can possibly go. Like putting mm-hmm. that much effort into it every single time. Even though the weight is such that you don't necessarily need to do that. Mm -hmm. You could get away with just 80% and standing it up like at a nice smooth pace, but you should actively be trying to stand that bar up absolutely as fast as possible. Like gun to your head. You have to move faster. You die. Like putting that much intensity into each rep. And then here's kind of the kicker. By doing that, you might not actually be moving the bar any faster than if you were just trying at 80%. Yeah. But the activation of the muscles you're getting is higher.
0: I guess just what I see a lot with people is that their drive out of the bottom is still slow, which I understand it's not about appearance. It's not about the appearance of it. Yeah. I get that. But I do wonder if people are not...
1: It's impossible to judge and coach because you don't know if they're actually trying super hard.
0: Well, I just don't really... I, what I see is they still come out of the bottom slow. And then when they're about three inches up or maybe like halfway up, then that's when they apply their speed. But what we're looking to train. But that's,
1: but really that's how I squat too, is I can't get speed out of the bottom. Even if I'm trying absolutely as hard as I possibly can, my speed doesn't like, it doesn't look faster until I get to the top. I
0: totally understand. So it just
1: makes it really hard to actually know if people are doing it right. right.
0: So (laughs) I just want to put it out there for sure. That when I say speed focus, I want you to like, fire up your muscles, like literally like start trying to squeeze your glutes at the very bottom, like as soon as you get there and that will help with that like speed. Because when you are going for like heavy or you like need to do this fast for some reason, training those muscles at a lower weight is what gets them to do it automatically. Right. Right. And the whole point of this and the whole
1: point of it is that you can generate a lot of force with a lighter weight. So you don't need to lift as heavy to get strong, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is kind of a theme that we're,
0: Going for? Going
1: for with our tempo <laughs> training and speed training is um, you can squat twice a week without being super sore because you don't need to lift super heavy.
0: You should talk about that tempo because we did add that on as well. Right. We weren't not, doing tempo before. Right. Well, I was always telling people down slow up fast. We've just
1: assigned a metric to it. Yeah.
0: Most people's down slow, we kind of talked about this. Like we two added, and a
1: quarter. Yeah. So yeah. we added
0: like a three second. So it's just slightly slower mm-hmm. than what you would naturally do. But- we had decided that most people who have been training for a long time and understand bracing and understand this stuff usually go down at like a two second descent anyways, like two and a
1: quarter to two and a half seem to be a lot of more experienced people's descent yeah. into a heavy squat. Yeah. One, two up. Yeah. Right. And, um, we just assigned a three second tempo, which just makes you slow down just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, just get a little more time under tension, brace mm-hmm. a little bit more. Which um, you
0: can also do with lighter weights, which also helps you get stronger. That eccentric, controlling that eccentric time under tension. You don't need as heavy of weights to train with. So right,
1: I actually kind I of like it. The three second front squat that I pr done, not necessarily like a two rep max, but like a volume pr.
0: Mm-hmm. I hit
1: five sets of two at a weight that I've never done that volume at with like three normally it's like descent. you hit for your last
0: set or something. Yeah, exactly. Or, oh, okay. and I did it for all. Did five you write sets. it down on your list?
1: I will, because <laughs> it is technically a pr. There you go. But anyway, like. What I guess what I'm getting at is going slow on the way down doesn't take away from the lift as much. Like you can still lift heavy mm-hmm. and you get more out of it. Mm-hmm. So I
0: agree. I like it. It's a good. Core. It's something we've wanted people to be core. doing,
1: but we had to kind of specifically put a number on it to get people to understand. Yeah. Otherwise it's just, um, kind of subjective. subjective to what you think is slow. Is, is slow. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Where three seconds is three seconds.
0: Yeah. Where I kind of think the coach kind of comes in with that too, to, you know, help, help people dial in that tempo. I do think too, you hear a lot of people complain about being able to count with the tempo. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Peyton was talking about it with the sweat training, which we'll get into that a little bit later, but you're doing like higher reps with the tempo. So well,
1: and tempo with with sweat, tempo in conditioning, right. Which we got a taste of that Thursday. Yeah. And, which I haven't really talked to anybody, I don't, I didn't get any feedback. So give me some feedback if you liked or disliked that style of training, like tempo in conditioning is different, but I think that, um, it's a good opportunity to change your brain from, I mean,
0: I personally like it. I know that the class that I was in yesterday, um, it People like definitely thought it was challenging. It's not like they thought it was easier. It's honestly really gassy to Mm -hmm. hold positions or like, you know, go slower when you're breathing heavy. Right. And so, I mean, I like it. I don't mind it at all. Okay.
1: Well, let's talk about tempo training in general, and then we'll kind of dive into the sweat programming and how we implemented
0: Well, I kind of wanted to go in order of like, yeah. so then Tuesdays you added gymnastics stuff with which that has tempo. So if you want to talk about tempo in general, then we could do the, oh no, yeah, let's finish about this. Yeah. Let's
1: finish about the stuff that changed and we'll talk about tempo and then we'll go into that. So anyway, squat days have changed. Uh, the squat days have stayed the same. We're just changing up the squatting, uh, focus just a little bit, not actually crazy. Um, yeah, Tuesdays we are going to implement strict gymnastics work,
0: which is my favorite stuff.
1: Some strict pulling. And some strict pushing both vertically really Um, helps
0: people get strong gymnastics, getting good at body weight. And then
1: specifically that tempo tempo work in those gymnastics is what is needed because you have to be able to like the thing with that, with good gymnastics movement is if I see you doing a gymnastics movement, I should be able to just say freeze and you should be able to control your body in that, in that spot at all times. Right. It's not the same with all lifting, right? Like there are, strong positions, like in the snatch, if you're, if that bar just came off the extension and it's halfway up and I say freeze, you can't freeze there. It's a (laughs) very dynamic movement where gymnastics movements can be dynamic, but training for strength in gymnastics needs to be very controlled and any you need to own throughout the range. You of motion. need to own every inch of that range of motion. Mm-hmm. At any point, I should be able to say freeze and you just stop.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's why we're implementing the tempo because going slow is closer to stopping mm-hmm. <laughs> than not. Um, so that's why, that's why we added in the tempo. the strict pull-ups, really most people using bands is totally appropriate. Like doing five very slow controlled- I think the tempo
0: helps with the integrity of the movement too. You just right. have a lot less riffraff from, from people, not that they're doing it on purpose, but mm-hmm. just that when you're asked to slow down and it control just highlights it. your, your, yeah. your
1: weaknesses. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of harping on that hollow body being held throughout the movement, meaning your, your legs are together, your knees are together, your feet are together, your toes are pointed and you're keeping a good tucked rib cage Mm -hmm. throughout the entire rep rather than just kind of that lean back and get the pull up at all costs. All of that stuff is going to translate to all of your other gymnastics. What I like
0: about the hollow body.
1: Sorry, thought just the discipline of being able to hold static in one position and just say absolutely no cost will I lose this position. Mm-hmm. If that means I need a band, that means I need a band, yeah. but it, it's good discipline.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I was going to say was, um, the reasoning behind why we would train with the hollow body position and not more of that arched position is because when you do more of that arch and you have your feet kind of dangling behind you, you're turning it more into a row and you're able to use a lot more of your upper back. Which, you know, if you're going for as much weight as you can pull, fine. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're going for. We're actually trying to isolate our finer pulling muscles like the lats. Um, The only way to do that is to hold... The hollow body position are really like black. You have those to be muscles.
1: pulling vertically. Yeah. You can't be pulling horizontally.
0: Because if you pull at all horizontal, you'll get your back. You right. get more. I mean, you're still using recruited. your
1: lats, but it's just like that's what we're trying to focus on. So that's why we're really harping on that hollow body hold. And what I really think is cool about the tempo in combination with holding a good hollow body is that Yes, the tempo makes you use a band, but the nice thing about using a band is that it holds your feet in that hollow body position. It's way easier to maintain a good yeah. hollow body with just a little tension on yep, your toes. Yep, yep. Um, and anybody who did Tuesday's strict pull-ups, it's like, yeah. yeah. You can't a,
0: have loose flailing legs when you have a band. Yeah. Right,
1: exactly. So um, slowing it down, getting really yeah. strong. Really like
0: isolating. Those yep. lats and, um, it really gets your core too more than what I think people realize. Um, also your grip, it's like fantastic grip training too. grip
1: training, core training, lat training, it'll make your upper body look good and you'll be able to do cool gymnastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if, if not, if that stuff doesn't make you interested, then mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What it's going to, it's
0: going to transfer over to your other lifts and things that you do as well. Right. So.
1: Um, and then yeah, with the handstand pushups, we're just getting upside down, kind of the same thing, but in an upside so not down, everybody's format.
0: doing those, well um, everybody's
1: doing some sort of vertical pressing. So we had, we do have three levels to the, uh, handstand pushup where the pull-up is just do what you need to do to hold the positions and do. Yeah. The so
0: tempo. there's the option. There's a little, there's a little less levels on the pull-ups cause we're. Wouldn't you say, I don't know, because just the movement mimics itself a little bit more when you're doing a rack chin. Yeah. Everybody's
1: doing a pull up. It's just, do you need some assistance or do you need to make it a little, you need to add a little weight to make that, make it challenging?
0: Whereas the handstand push up, we're actually going to, for anyone who either doesn't want to go upside down or, you know, whatever your reasoning is, you can't control yourself on the way down. We're going to do Z press, um, which is, you know, you're not upside down, you're upright. So it right. does look different. So we do
1: have three different levels for that uh, particular day. We have the sport, which is a deficit strict handstand pushup that we're looking for a controlled all the way down, lightly touch your head and then press up nice and controlled as well. Only three reps at a time. So you're able to go very slow and controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then very similar on the uh, performance. It's a strict negative. So you mm-hmm. kick up to the wall lower yourself down as slow as you can. And then the most important part here is that when you get to that last inch, you very, very lightly touch your head. Mm-hmm. You don't just crash because mm-hmm. that is, that is what we're working right mm-hmm. there. Everybody's strong towards the top halfway down. Everybody's strong till halfway down. <laughs> the rep really starts getting fun when you're like that last three quarters of the rep. So yeah. go slow. I was yeah. telling people it's like a, like, um, Mission Impossible pressure pad on the floor. Oh, yeah. like, you got to like set your head on it super lightly and not set off the alarm. I told
0: people like one hair at a time.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> and the, the closer you get to the bottom, the slower you go. And then really, if you're going that slow, I think it's preferable to then kick down out of the handstand, kick back up, and then do it again. Rather, I agree. I had some people. Some who- people wanted to do a kipping
0: but it, you'll just, you'll, you just burn up too fast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, And by
1: the, by the third rep, you're probably not having that control. I, that you I need.
0: I also liked the kick down as well. Yeah. Um, just
1: focus on just that negative. There's
0: a few people who are kind of in between. If
1: you can do it and you can show that you can do it for three, four or mm-hmm. five reps and you can keep that control on the mm-hmm. last one, then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. But I'm just saying I, to most people mm-hmm. would just benefit from going slower on mm-hmm. the way down. And yeah. once again, not going super slow for the first half and then
0: speeding, speeding up, up yeah. towards you
1: get towards the bottom. Yeah. Really yep. embrace that tightness at the bottom. Yep. yep. Um I just think more people would be better off doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and
1: then there is a function track for people that don't give a shit about getting upside down. Don't want to get afraid. upside down. Whatever. Doesn't matter. You still need to get strong at pressing things over your head. So we're doing a dumbbell Z press, a little higher volume, but still a very slow and controlled tempo to build strength through that entire range of motion. Yeah.
0: I gave people um there's some really good cues for it. Um Some people don't have mobility to have their, have their legs straight for Mm -hmm. it. So if you bend your knees just a little and press your heels into the floor, it really provides a lot of good tension. And then sitting up super straight and squeezing your core is a super isolating. It's an amazing accessory to train pressing. And then, yeah, I gave people the cue to two seconds up, two seconds down. There's no reason to rush through it, pick a challenging weight to where those last couple reps are like, Oh, you know, kind of difficult. Um, but I, I mean, I love the Z press. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so even if, you know, even if you are capable of doing like the handstand negatives, but you just like, you literally don't want to, and you're not interested, like the Z press is amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Really good upper body, just general upper body. Yeah. Between some strict pull-ups and some strict pressing you're going to be strong. It's so much That's harder. How you, yeah.
0: the, the Z press, like, I think I'm um, people probably figured it out this last week, you know, if you came on Tuesday and did it, but, um, like the core strength that it takes to not just like fall, fall want to fall backwards. Like, yeah. yeah. So there's really, um, some cool stuff to the Z press that changes it from if you're just standing with a press or sitting like on a box and doing a press, like it's the most isolated, you know, pressing that you can do pretty much so. Right anyways um so that's our tuesday pressing and then wednesdays we are going to combine our olympic lifting so you're going to do every other week of the snatch and the clean and jerk rather than doing them both per week right so i don't know if there's anything else yeah we really did like seven say. weeks
1: of snatch on tuesday clean and jerk on wednesday and it was a lot of olympic lifting and i i go back and forth right because it's like i know some people don't love olympic lifting like why are we doing this is dynamic and it's like yeah, you could break an argument that for a general fitness program your time might be spent doing something else if your goal is just to look better naked. I mm-hmm. get it. I do think that there's utility in becoming a coordinated athletic individual though. It will help you with it will help you get more out of all of your training mm-hmm. by just being a more coordinated athletic person. Mm-hmm. And Olympic lifting requires accuracy and um dexterity and just like it just coordination. It just it's a it's a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you're not getting fitness out of it either, mm-hmm. but um, we, we went pretty in-depth with it. And we had a lot of we had a lot of PRs, actually. We had a lot of clean and jerk PRs just from the consistent practice. Yeah. Two things. People got strong squatting. Yeah. And then that carries over. Like when you think of getting strong squatting, you think, oh, my legs are getting stronger, but you forget that your upper back and you're your You're holding core, it
0: on top yeah, of you. <laughs>
1: like you forget that our front squat is really a upper body exercise for most people. Yeah. Like your limiting factor is your core and your upper back in yeah. the front squat until you start getting really heavy. Like obviously it is a leg dominant lift, but most people's limiting factor is not their legs. All right. Um, so we did all that squatting and then people got strong all over their body and then they PR their snatch and clean mm-hmm. and jerk. Um, mm-hmm. but we're going to slow that down a little bit. We're going to snatch one week, clean and jerk the next, snatch mm-hmm. one week, clean and jerk the next. Yeah. Just stay, stay fresh.
0: Yep. Yep. Totally. I agree with all of that. Um, there's thanks when you do general training, there's always going to be stuff that you don't like as much as other stuff, Mm -hmm. but all the stuff is contributing to your fitness, your movement. There's always, you know, some subs and maybe some different, uh, versions of the lifts that you can do if you're less interested Mm -hmm. in that, uh, dumbbells are always a good, Sub I mean, I've seen the transfer over from people doing sweat class where they only use dumbbells for like dumbbell cleans into like regular barbell cleans. so you're still getting the coordination and skill, and I obviously we've made the argument before that dumbbells are actually probably a little more difficult since it's not a nice balanced bar for you to use. but um, anyways. So that's cool. That's Wednesday. And then Thursday is kind of one of the things that I definitely wanted to talk about because you have recently changed the sweat programming and we've implemented that. So we've changed from like doing bitch work on Thursdays to doing the sweat program workout, which I've actually gone to sweat class twice since you guys changed the programming. And then I went to our class yesterday. So I done three weeks in a row. And I mean, I like it a lot and I think it would be. Definitely, if you're a sweat person doing it every day, you're going to get a lot out of it, for sure. Yeah. So, tell us what it is. What are we doing?
1: Uh, so, basically, the the major changes that we made was, like, we've been implementing tempo training into uh, our strength work. We've really gone to a little bit more of an extreme version of that for sweat class. Um,
0: Which helps because of the things we talked about before. You can do less weights and you can, add a tempo. You can
1: do less weights. And get stronger with less weight, um, but the one really huge advantage of tempo training is building just mind-body connection and coordination. And so, with our sweat classes being big, we don't—we're not able to use a ton of heavy dumbbells because we don't have a ton of heavy dumbbells. And then in general, the training age of people in the sweat class is a lot younger. Like a lot of people are doing their first form of like weight training. Mm-hmm. So it really made a lot of sense to use a type of training that. So they're
0: also less experienced. They're less experienced. You mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they're able to go slow, work on their coordination, feel their muscles, make that, make those connections with lighter weights and get more out of it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a no brainer and mm-hmm. it helps us on equipment too.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So we've really gone pretty extreme with the tempo training in sweat, Um, even longer tempos than what we've been doing in kind of our strength and conditioning classes and assigning tempo to everything specifically for the strength work. But then the thing that really has separated sweat from our typical strength and conditioning or conditioning workouts now is we've added a lot of tempo movements into the conditioning, which, you know, we're trying to move away from that old school kind of CrossFit Faster AMRAP, everything's for time. And it's like, yeah, chasing capacity, capacity, chasing capacity. Like the only way that you can measure if you got better is if you went faster, heavier, or got more reps. And it's stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you're here to get a good workout and probably feel better and look better.
0: The pressure of it every day is a lot too. It's mentally draining. So
1: by doing some tempo work in conditioning you still get 100% of the benefits of the conditioning workouts you were doing as fast as you possibly can and you get a lot of more benefits in that you're not either stressed about doing the workout it doesn't suck as much like your workouts should be uncomfortable but they don't need to be
0: um i mean the workout we did yesterday was uncomfortable
1: <laughs> yeah but it, compare that to something like doing a workout like diane
0: yeah for like sure like there's
1: a big difference between like some slow him tempo him. deadlifts yeah. and then 45 deadlifts at 225 as fast as you can. Like yeah. there's a difference to oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that you should never do something like Diane. I'm just saying like general population probably will be better off not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like if changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, so adding in tempo work into conditioning has been awesome because you still get conditioned. You reduce chance of injury because you're going slow using lighter weights and you're still getting more, I would say probably more out of it because you're controlling weights through an entire range of motion rather than just dynamically throwing them around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dynamic weightlifting in metcons spikes your heart rate. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what what, what does that do for your body? Well, increases your capacity. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Well, how does that affect your daily life? Well, I would be able to like, no, like dude,
0: it's. Yeah. So we've talked about it before. You want, you do need to build capacity to a certain point. All right, so like capacity things that we would talk about would be like being able to run a mile or something like right. that. But like, do you need to be able to run a mile in six minutes? Do you need to be able? You know, it's like that sort of stuff. Do you keep
1: right? Because yeah. the, the the reality is is that for general people, the the trade offs start becoming more and more. Like, okay, I can I can do Fran in two and a half minutes, and I have a four hundred and fifty pound deadlift, and I can run a mile in five twenty. And it's like that's all cool, but you are your shoulder hurts all the time, your knee hurts all the time and you eat 500 carbs a day to fuel yourself for that type of training. And you're training. mentally exhausted. Yeah. you exactly. Time. And it's like, it's just like, is that sustainable? Is that what you want? Or would you like to train in a way that makes you look and feel better and still be able to do some like legitimate physical tasks? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: There's just a point of diminishing returns yeah. is what we're trying to say. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: So that's the idea.
0: So there's three different styles of the workouts, right?
1: Builds, grinds, and sprints.
0: Build, grind, sprint. hmm So what did we do yesterday of build? Yeah. Okay.
1: So builds typically indicate that you're gonna be doing the either, reps. Either increasing rep schemes or each round the weight will go up, or essentially what I want builds to be is that you have the ability to make it more challenging each round. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's repetitive things that you can bring int- more intensity on each round or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then was that it on builds or? What?
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I mean, I think I've done a couple of different of those. Yeah. And you really underestimate the higher rep sets. Right. A lot Because of we're the- keeping the tempo. And so you're going from like we've been doing tempo deadlifts. And so. Um, you're going from like two to three reps and then you're building up either over the AMRAP or each AMRAP is building Has more reps yeah, And like, so like you get up to like eight. eights or twelves and you're two, like, oh my God,
1: two, easy, four, easy, six, easy, eight. You're like, God, eight's kind of a lot to go really slow on. Like, I
0: started feeling it at like the end of is, six. Is, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like another movement that everyone did yesterday was that tempo, uh, burpee push oh, up. Oh yeah. I love those. Yeah. What I really like about it is it, you if I asked you to do 10 tempo push-ups, you would burn out like rep seven. You'd get, mm-hmm. you'd start hurting really bad, but you could do 10 tempo burpee push-ups because you get that little bit of a break to do mm-hmm. the burpee. So I actually sustainable. like
0: the different tempo of going slow on the way down, slow on the way up, and then you pop it up fast. Right. Like I kind of like you that. You kind of fall into
1: a good rhythm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, those, anyway, those are build workouts where you basically each, uh, You have the ability to make it harder and harder the deeper you get into the workout. Yeah, for sure. Then grinds are really kind of what they sound like. They're longer workouts that you just got to kind of grind through. Steady pace, probably there's definitely going to be some tempo training in there somewhere. Um, Probably a decent amount of time on a machine. Just long kind of grueling workouts at a a lower intensity. And then we have sprint workouts, which is going to be more of your interval style work hard, rest, work hard, rest. And for those, you typically won't have a tempo because I we're don't looking at I think I've
0: done the sprint one. You I, gotcha. I did two builds and then I've done a grind. And the grind was pretty terrible. What one, <laughs> I, what one was it? I did, it was 20 jumping pull-ups. Oh, yeah. Five clean and jerks, but you went three Slow seconds down, down from overhead to the shoulder and then three seconds down from like hips the deadlift part. Yeah, yeah, hips to the floor. And then it was 20 calories on the rower, and then a one minute farmer's hold, which, like, oh yeah, the one minute farmer's hold is easy. No, it's not. No, it's not. You just came off the rower, you're breathing heavy and to just stand there for a minute with some weights in your hands was actually, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was, it was 30, like 30 minutes, minutes, right? Yeah. Long. It was a 30
1: minute conditioning. I,
0: dude. And I was sharing equipment with someone. So you feel the pressure. You can't slow down. Just steady. Or else that person you're is catching up to you. are not moving
1: fast, but nope. you're just moving just a little.
0: It was just a long time to keep yeah. it up. Like I looked up and there was like 19 minutes left and I was like, oh no. <laughs>
1: So yeah. So then so
0: it was like nothing that I couldn't do. Right. It just, I had to keep doing it without stopping. And it definitely was a grind. It like lived up to its name for sure. Yep.
1: And then, so I guess you said you hadn't done a sprint, but you know, we've done high intensity interval training. It's going to be simple movements that you can move fast on for about a minute and then rest Mm -hmm. and then do it again and then rest.
0: Yeah. Cool. So that's, it just brings a little bit of something different, something fresh into our training. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people really liked the Bitch Work Day. It kind of allowed you to work as hard or use it as a recovery day, kind of as you wanted to. It was kind of designed for that. But also, I think it for a lot of people, it felt like a day they could skip, you know. And maybe for some people, like it was a day that they had to come in to like get their training for the week. And so I think after so many weeks of doing it, it's, it was nice to like kind of switch it up to do something a little bit different to where the nice thing with the sweat workouts is they are still designed for you to be able to work at your own pace right. for you to be able to get out of it, what you want to yeah. get out of it.
1: Like if you want it more out of it, like do those tempo deadlifts heavy, not yeah. going to be fun. If you're not feeling good, like go a little lighter, mm-hmm. like there's no prescribed weights. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Yeah. How do you feel?
0: Yeah. I've only been using one kettlebell because it helps me with my positioning and my back. So I don't want to use two, but two is definitely fine for some people, right? Like, it's just kind of like, I like to use just that, that one kettlebell. I asked Peyton if it was Rx and she said, yes, She said, there's no such thing. And I was like, okay, (laughs) there's no such thing. Well, I just didn't know for sure because it didn't actually specify. And then it's just like one of those things to where like, oh, okay. You're just reminded how it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like whether you, what you use and uh, compared to what someone else uses for it. I've had
1: this conversation (laughs) with a few different people, not honestly, not just people in the gym. It's been some newer people in the gym that have a previous CrossFit experience, but then also just some other people that I know that have been involved in CrossFit in other gyms and other towns and stuff. Um, but I've had this conversation several times over the last few weeks. They were looking at our programming and just being like, I don't understand. So what's Rx? And I'm just like, shut up. Like, I'm like you <laughs> RX is doing. I know. It. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I re- I like I'm like, I get you. You you've been in the CrossFit space for so long. I'm like, I'm telling you, like this doing this changes your culture. Yeah. Like it yeah. gets it gets people better training when you don't give a shit if it was rx if it was scaled if it was functioned, if it was like be honest with yourself look at the board do what you need to do to get what mm-hmm. the stimulus is that we're asking you to get mm-hmm. out of it and just do that for a short amount of time and you'll probably have some benefits like i feel good i got a good pump that workout my muscles look bigger i don't have shoulder pain My Mm -hmm. knee pain's kind of going away. Or like Like, just
0: mentally. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel excited. I don't, I don't
1: feel stressed out coming to the gym. (laughs) Like you have all these things. And it's like, what's the downside? You don't get to be top on the leaderboard. Like no one cares anyway. Mm -hmm. No one ever cared, Mm -hmm. but whatever. Like it's like.
0: People definitely cared.
1: Oh yeah. They cared
0: because they thought they were supposed to care. They were trained to care. That's
1: what I was trying to say. And part of this is our fault, right? Just. And then part of it is just, I don't even know. It's everybody's fault. It's the culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe we can. It's the culture
0: of, around chasing capacity, yes. right? Yes. Here's yeah. kind of
1: a tangent I was thinking about this morning. Maybe I don't okay. want to go too far off, but I was thinking about the CrossFit methodology and how the CrossFit methodology on paper is like perfect, mm-hmm. nailed it. But if 95% of the gyms in the world that are implementing the CrossFit methodology are getting people to chase capacity and ultimately just have nagging injuries all the time. Cause like, man, you know, there's a stigma around CrossFit giving people injuries. And it's like, you know, why do you know why there's a stigma around it?
0: Why is there a stigma? Because it's real. Cause it's true. <laughs> it's cause
1: it's hundred percent true. So you'll get these diehard people that will be like, well, the methodology is flawless. Like you can't improve upon it, that type of stuff. And if you are getting injured, then you're not doing it appropriately. And it's like, there's no difference though. Like if it's injuring 95, I shouldn't say injuring 95% of the people, but I'm just saying like where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm -hmm. Like you can sit here and be like, well, on paper though, it it works perfect. But it's like you go into any CrossFit affiliate gym. I should be careful. I don't want to get sued. I'm just saying like my anecdotal evidence is that everyone I know that does like hardcore follows a crossfit thing ends up with issues. And yeah. I'm not saying that we don't have people and that our training keeps you 100% safe. I'm just like I've been able to take a step back and look at this as like not trying to stay in the line of crossfit methodology.
0: Yeah, I mean it just it it's We've talked about it before, but it's just like always prioritizing that capacity. And Mm -hmm. so you're always pushing a little slightly beyond your actual capabilities a lot of the times and you're sacrificing the stimulus for that sort of stuff. And that type of training over time and over years, um, just leads it's like the nag we're not saying like injuries like, you know, you're out forever. It's just it's that nagging stuff that it's you're always, always dealing with.
1: I always have a shoulder thing going on. Oh, I mm-hmm. always have a, a thing this thing going on. It's never enough to really keep you out of the gym, but it's always something is going on. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not designed, like you're exercising to be healthy. And so yeah. if you're doing that, you're overdoing
0: it somewhere. Yeah. And we do need to have the different tracks and the different um, you know, like the standard RX and scaled, if you want to say those terms, you need a guideline for people to be able to fit into their like box. Right. So that's why we're trying to I like box the, you in. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I just like that. We don't just do RX and scale. There's like different categories so that you can plug yourself into what, to where you want to be into what you care about. And so there isn't really, it doesn't matter that much in the end, whether you know, I did 53 pound kettlebell and you did two 70 pound kettlebells. Like you and I are completely different and it does not matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I agree. Okay. So was there anything else that we were going to say about training?
1: Um, no, I mean, I just want to kind of reiterate maybe some of the reasons of the tempo training, okay. just like, cause I do know, and this kind of goes back to what we were literally just talking about is you're not going to be able to lift as much weight. You're going to need to use bands to assist you in the pull-ups. You might be doing things that you're like, oh, I'm capable of doing more. And it's like, yeah, you definitely are. If you were to go faster and just blaze through the range of motion and bounce off of your knees at the bottom, like, yeah, I get it. But the idea is that you can grow your muscles stronger, grow your muscles bigger, and do it in a way that doesn't beat your body up as much. Like, tell me why that's not something you want. Mm -hmm. And then do the tempo training.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like, I like tempo training.
1: Cause I mean, once again, the only downside is that you're not going to be able to put as big of a number on the board, but guess what? Guess the, the cool part is if you ever feel the need, like your entire self-worth is dependent on what number you can back squat, you're going to be better anyway. You're going to be stronger for doing the tempo training. If you mm-hmm. ever need to do a, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need to do a one rep max for some reason, it's going to be higher. It's going to be higher than what you expect. Yeah, It's going to be higher and your body's going to feel better.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you're going to have a better connection to it like yeah. as well.
1: You're gonna have a hard time convincing me that the reason you're not fit is because you need to go faster.
0: Yeah. I agree. And just, you know, for people that do power lifting where they would be training to get their max effort back squat, do this type of training to get better. And
1: they do? <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody the other morning that trains at a kind of a powerlifting style gym typically. And they were saying like, they're watching the powerlifters train and they're all just like crippled. And they're all like, like 40, 45 years old, still chasing like world records. She's like, they're strong people. These Uh are strong people. Like what they're doing is impressive. And then they're all just like crippled like meaning that they can't walk very well. They always have like something going on. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't think it'd come as a surprise to anybody that powerlifting like leaves you probably pretty, pretty. Well, wrecked. you're not
0: doing it for health.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: CrossFit elite CrossFitters aren't doing it for health either. Yeah. So if you think that the stuff they're doing is for health, like you are, you are very wrong about mm-hmm. that. Yep. They do whatever it takes. To maximize their capacity and their strength, and it's not healthy. And
1: they're always injured. Yeah, for they, sure. They, they work through it, and they hide it, but they're always injured.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it changes it when you're doing it for money, yeah. you know? We're not doing it for money here. We're doing yeah. it for health <laughs> and wellness. Yeah. Right? Okay, yep. cool. Um. So did you get your... So, okay, we said that we were going to talk about how we were changing up training and then you wanted to talk about the tempo stuff, but so you feel like you got all that message out? I think so. Okay, our message has been delivered. Enjoy your training. Uh, and then we're going to see after the end of November, I guess. We're going to... We'll have
1: three more weeks of this.
0: Okay, and right. then we'll have like a transition week. And then... Yep, so an, basically like December-ish, we'll be starting a new, a new, block. new, yep, a new be, block.
1: Yeah, probably it'll probably be... We'll have the week, I think, was it lined up? So the week of Thanksgiving is our last week?
0: I'm really not or, sure. It'll because... probably come out
1: something stupid like that, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out.
0: Oh, well, speaking of Thanksgiving, I guess that is this month. So yeah. to finish out our announcements, we'll probably have some holiday schedule coming out at yeah. some point in the next like week
1: yeah Typically just... This is not official, but typically what we've done is we have a, a morning workout on Thanksgiving and then we're closed Friday. You also... Wednesday. We'll, early We'll Wednesday. probably close early on Wednesday, possibly so, yeah. as early as just having a noon class and that's it. Yeah. Possibly. So then,
0: um, and then Thursday morning, we usually do like a 9 a.m.
1: One big workout,
0: workout. Thursday
1: morning, closed on Friday, and then like... Do a, we do a Saturday Like workout? a Saturday typically. Do yep. we? Yep. Okay. So most likely we'll close after noon class on Wednesday... Have one wad Thursday morning, closed Friday, one workout Friday or Saturday morning. Okay. So that's most likely what we'll do.
0: Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll see you in the gym. See ya.